Welcome to Lattes and Lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. Hello, everyone. It is Jess, and I am back with another solo podcast. Something that I feel very passionately about because it is a pregnancy and postpartum thing. Um, actually, it can be, you can have it without, but let me get to the point. Um, something I feel very passionately about and something that there is a ton of misinformation on. And it seems like every time I'm on social media, there is a new thing related to this. So today you are getting the down and dirty truth about diastasis. So what is diastasis? Diastasis recti, you can even call it diastasis. A lot of people call it that DRA, diastasis recti abdominis. Basically, it is the separation of your abdominal muscles in the linea alba. So if you think about your six pack muscles, you've got three on one side, three on the other. Um, you've got a sheath of tissue in the middle. That is your linea alba. The separation of the linea alba is called diastasis. Um, first of all, let me say that it can happen from a lot of things. It is 100% unavoidable in pregnancy. There is nothing you can do to stop your abdominals from separating. It is a natural adaptation to the change in the structure of your abdomen and the stretching of the abdominal wall. There's nothing you can do. So there's no weird creams, there's no exercises to avoid or do or not do or anything like that. It's totally going to happen no matter what. Now, the degree of separation can change person to person. And some of that will have to do with size. Some of that will have to do with how many babies are in the uterus. And some of that will ha happen to do with genetics or the, um, how do I say this? Uh, the quality of the tissue. So you might have somebody who has really elastic tissue. You might have somebody who doesn't have really elastic tissue. I would say if I had to put money on it, people who are younger are going to have more elastic tissue. That's just a fact. Um, so if you're a pregnant 22-year-old versus a pregnant 40-year-old, there's a chance that the 22-year-old's tissue is a lot more pliable than the 40-year-old's, okay? That's just part of, part of something that happens as we age. So the thing is, and it can also happen to anybody with, uh, we might see it with some weight gain. We might see it um, a lot of times, like men can have it if they carry weight in their stomachs. Um, that kind of thing. It can also present sort of look like a hernia. So um, a lot of people can have diastasis, everybody. Now, it is not as big of a problem as we are led to believe because now you know everybody gets it when they are pregnant, usually in the third trimester. Um, 
yeah, you don't have to listen to the fear mongering of people that are like, oh my God, don't get diastasis. You're going to get it. Um, myself included. Now, here's the thing. Postpartum, we can measure the gap. Um, and a lot of people do. They're like, tell me how many fingers it is. Um, but that's actually the least of my concerns. And I know you want to know because you want to have a... Um, you want to have some kind of measurement on it so that you can measure your progress. Um, but that's really not what we're concerned about. Um, what we're concerned about is how well do you activate that tissue? Um, how well are you healing? Can you produce the tension you need to do what you want to do, whether that's daily activities, whether that's a sport, lifting, all those kinds of things? Um, and can you manage that pressure? Okay, so when we talk about when people are exercising when they're pregnant, we often talk about coning, uh, which is basically exactly as it sounds. It's where your abdomen sort of has a point in the middle, and the point being your linea alba. And so when we talk about coning, we often say that, well, they're not able to manage that pressure in their abdomen anymore. Um, but just know that like more coning doesn't equal more diastasis. It's just information. Um, I don't personally believe the two are related. Um, and a lot of times people can have coning abdomens when they're not pregnant and doing abdominal exercises. A really good example, and I know I've referenced her a lot in previous podcasts, is Annie Thora's daughter. Um, she is a world-class CrossFitter. She goes to the games every year. She had a baby and she actually did a podcast with a really well-known pregnancy and postpartum coach. And she was saying, we were talking about diastasis and how different her stomach looks and whatever. But you know what? She also said that she had diastasis or she had coning before she got pregnant. So it's just information that your body is showing us that show us how you deal with pressure and where you put that pressure and that tension. Okay. So it's just information. It's not good or bad. It just is. So I'm just going to go over a few like myths, things that you need to know right off the bat. Diastasis recti is not the shelf you might have on your, in your belly, on your belly post-baby or post-C-section. A lot of people who have C-sections might have more tissue above the scar and less below, and it kind of comes over the top like a shelf. That's not diastasis. That is a result of having your tissue sliced open and then sewn back together. Okay. I saw a video that was trying to sell you how to fix the shelf, which was your diastasis, which is completely false. Um, the type of birth you have has nothing to do with your diastasis. Diastasis, if you remember, is an adaptation that happens during pregnancy. So uh, you're not free from it if you have a C-section, and you're not necessarily going to have it better or worse if you have a vaginal birth or a C-section, okay? Um, you will not make it worse by doing sit-ups or crunches. This is really important because a lot of people like to shit on setups and crunches and I hate those people because a lot of people really like setups and crunches, myself included. Uh, so having a diastasis is not like a free pass in the setups and crunches department. 
And there's no guarantee of how big of a gap you'll have or not have. Um, lots of people will try to sell you their diastasis program or try to scare you with their marketing strategies. These people, if they're trying to scare you, if you feel scared that you might get a diastasis or that you might ruin your body by doing sit-ups or that you're going to make it worse, and it's coming from somebody who calls themselves a health and wellness professional, they don't give a shit about you or your core. And they are entirely misinformed. Okay. So how do I uh, address diastasis? Okay. So I made sort of an eight step thing of what I do that is the opposite of fear mongering. Um, I'm not going to call it empowering because I feel like that's a weird word, but I want you to feel strong and secure in your body and confident that you're heading in the right direction. So how do I address it? The first thing we're going to do is we are going to talk about how you're feeling and what you know and what questions you might have. So this might involve some myth busting, um, which is fine. Uh, and we'll probably just go over the, uh, you know, what we, what I just went over. Uh, or if you've seen something, a lot of people say like, oh, so-and-so said I have a blank finger gap. Is that true? Um, and so we'll just kind of debunk a few things. Then what we're going to do is we're going to talk about core connection, pressure management, management strategies, etc. This might include um, if you're having any other types of symptoms. Uh, lots of times, if you have poor pressure management, you might be having some back pain. Uh, you might be having some pelvic pain. You might be having some leaking. You might be having some heaviness feelings. So we're just going to make sure that we cover all the bases in your postpartum journey. The next thing, and then I'm going to teach you how to do everything, um, you know, properly. Um, including the pressure management, the breathing, all that kind of stuff, putting it into practice. Uh, I can, the third thing is I can check the gap if you want me to. Um, but again, the measurement of the gap is really just the gap. That doesn't tell us anything about the rest of the tissue. So if you think about um, your entire core being, you know, this cylinder around your middle with a top and a bottom, you know, the measurement is only a very small part of that. So I can check if you want me to. We can use it as a sort of a benchmark of if things are closing up, if especially if aesthetics are important to you. And I understand that aesthetics are important to a lot of people. They're kind of important to me too. So, um, but the other part of that is I might want to touch your abdomen just to feel the muscles and what they're doing. Okay. Uh, so, or if you're not comfortable with touching, I might just look, um, or if you're not in person, I might just have to look through the computer screen, which is totally fine too. 
Number four is I'm going to get you moving and using your new strategy right away. We're going to use it for squats, deadlifts, um, you know, any movements that are important to you. Um, I believe that progressing in minutes versus over weeks is important, especially for your confidence. So I want you to be moving and learning how to use your strategies right away. Number five is build some confidence by challenging your pressure strategies. So if you are really good at doing, let's say, a dead bug movement, we might do more of a crunch or we might add a challenge to that. If you're okay with crunches, we might do an eccentric loaded sit-up or we might go right for a sit-up. So um, building confidence and showing you that you can do this and your body is not broken um, is really important as well. Number six, making a plan for what you can do at home or in your workout. So if you're already working out, fabulous. We love that. Um, making a plan that uh, works for you. So if you're only going to be doing some rehab exercises and you truly only have time for like 15 minutes a day, that's what you'll do. Uh, one of my favorite um, mentors, I guess, Carrie Pagliano, her famous line is, how little do you have to do to make sure no one dies? So if that means that you can give me five minutes every day, you can give me five minutes every day and we'll find some, some way to make it work for you. Uh, number seven, we're going to address your concerns or anything else that comes up because I know that you're going to be thinking, I just don't know where this is going. Am I going to have to do this for the rest of my life? Will I ever close that gap? Will my stomach ever look the same? And the truth is, is that we might not know all the answers. But talking about your concerns lets me know what's really important to you. And I don't want you to feel bad because you have this desire to have, um, you know, a relatively flat stomach or you don't want the gap or you don't like the loose skin because I think those are all very, very valid. And I think that there is a, a large portion of people who you know, they really preach that like body positivity always and love your body no matter what. And I think that that is really hard to achieve for a lot of people because I personally think it is okay to know that you're on a journey and you can accept where you're at. But I also think that you're allowed to want to make changes and that's okay. Providing we make sure those changes are realistic and... Uh, achievable for you. Now, I can't promise that the loose skin will go away. I can't promise that your stomach will look the same. Um, in fact, it probably won't because you did grow a whole ass human in there. Um, but maybe there's something underlying that is really the reason why you're concerned about this. So we'll make sure that we talk about all those things. And the last thing that we'll do is make a plan to meet again or check in because I don't want you to just go off and do these exercises for a couple weeks and get discouraged because you're not seeing any changes and give up. True change 
as you know, if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, you know that change takes time. Uh, I don't think that we can expect a ton of postpartum body changes realistically for most people within the first year. If you think about it, uh, first of all, sustainable change takes the longest, right? We know this. Um, And second of all, you're not only healing from, you know, nine months, 10 months of growing a human and all the changes that took place, but you're also healing from birth. And so, and I've been listening, I've had a lot of podcasts lately about um, coming back to performance postpartum. And truly, I can let you guys know that I think we're going to be seeing some literature on this soon, which is so exciting for postpartum um, people is to actually have some guidelines about performance, not just generalized information. So if you're an athlete, stick around. I'll probably let you know when it happens. Um, But if you had, let's take, let's say you had a C-section. So that's a major surgery. If you had, um, let's say you had like a labrum repair in your hip or an ACL repair in your knee, do you honestly think it would be realistic to return to a performance part of your sport in less than a year? Do we think that it would be reasonable for somebody to come back from ACL surgery and run three weeks later? without problems? Do we think that if you're recovering from a stress fracture that you would just jump back in, uh, you know, as soon as your uh, GP gives you the all clear, talking about like your six-week follow-up appointment? And the answer to all of those is no. If this were any other surgery or injury or anything like that, we would not do what we do with postpartum women, people. Uh, So that's just something to keep in mind. If you are newly postpartum and you're feeling kind of lost, please reach out for some support, um, especially if you have ambitions to return to your sport or any sort of performance aspect, I would love to be a part of that journey with you and just really help you do it safely and with confidence and get you back to where you want to be Um, in a shorter period of time as possible, but also in a period of time that allows you to be that athlete for many years to come, which is really the most important part, right? So, If you have any questions to follow up about diastasis or anything that I mentioned today, go ahead and shoot me a DM. You can either DM the podcast at Lattes and Lifting Podcast, or you can go straight to my Instagram, which is at JLAC Fitness. Um, I would love to hear from you and love your thoughts on this. So thanks for listening. Uh, Short and sweet episode today. Uh, Looking forward to the next one. Have a great day.